Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 219 and today's topic is BMF, season 2, episode 6, titled Homecoming. The description reads, Meech and Terry return to Detroit from Atlanta with the product and a new technique to flood the streets with BMF product. Meech links up with Sterling and the PA boys to continue his quest to kill Lamar. So y'all already know, we about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I'm going to play the trailer for next week. And I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father. Um, I don't really have any announcements. Just know if you need to get in touch with me, Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. Email Alicia Shanice Reviews 13 at gmail.com. You guys know you can inbox, DM, or email me if you have any special recap requests. Um with that being a movie, TV show, docu-series, music album, just hit me up. I'll get your recap request out. If you have any business or brand, hit me up. I'll shout you out. You know, I do everything free of charge. I show love to who shows love to me, and I love whom loves me. So all you got to do is hit me up if you have anything you need me to shout out, recap, and I got you. It could be either um either one of those platforms. I am behind on checking my emails. I'm going to check them tomorrow. I've been really, really, really busy. Um, I know I said I was going to recap the TV show You on Netflix. Look, I ain't going to lie to y'all. Um, I started episode one. I can't get into it. I, I am going to make myself sit down because I realized they put half um out last week and then they put the other half. They're putting the other half out the first week of March. Season one was amazing. Season two was dope. Season three, it was cool, but to me, they should have left it alone. I don't know what the hell they're doing with season four. Maybe I just need to give it another chance, but I am going to sit down. We, I am going to recap it because I know it's a popular show, but I couldn't get past episode one, but I, I have been really busy and my mind been everywhere, so I am going to still recap that. I have started watching The Godfather of Harlem. The shit is fire. I think I'm going to start recapping that. now. Snowfall is returning, and they better do it right because this is the last and final season. If they do it right, they bring that John Singleton spirit back in the writing, and then we can forgive that damn Tiger episode from last season. I think this will go down as the best show done, period, you know, down in the books. Uh, Also, the next day after Snowfall returns, Bel Air uh, returns. So y'all know we got weekly recaps coming back to back to back. So, and they just released the trailer for Power, and that returns um, the Tariq one, Power Book 2, March 17th. So uh, we, we about to just, you know, keep doing our thing over here. And then once that book gets published, we're going to start, you know, audio uh, scripting that on the platform as well. But, uh... That's pretty much all of my announcements that I have right right now. Make sure y'all check out my first interview I did, um, Future and Savage Life. Make sure y'all stream their music. It's on all streaming platforms. Their last album is titled Blood Brothers. The shit is fire. They are straight from Flint, Michigan. Check them out. Check that interview out. 
Um, I think that's it. If I have anything else, I'll run it at the end of the show. Let's go ahead and talk BMF, um, Homecoming. Let's get into the show because this was fire, so we got to talk about it. Let's talk BMF. All I need is one mic. That's my damn anthem right there. I swear, um, when I went to season one BMF premiere and I heard them perform that song live, I played that song about 30 times straight <laughs> all week. That is my shit. That's my anthem. It motivates me. Shout out to 50 Cent, the whole green light gang. 50 just signed a deal where he's taking a lot of his shows to Fox and Listen, the more content Fifth bring, the more content I bring. Y'all know I support everything 50 Cent. I, that's 50 Cent whole career motivate me. Check out my dedication episode that I did for him. Uh, my tribute to Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, because he is my favorite artist. And I pl- pray, you know, if it's in the good Lord's will, that one day my script will go to him and I can work with him because... Um, I put my heart and soul into my manuscript. My book uh, is three volumes. It's an urban tale and it's based off in Detroit. It's a fiction tale, of course, but I pray one day, you know what I'm saying? It touches the hands of Curtis Jackson and we can do some business together. But if not, um, you know, it is what it is. I leave everything up to the good Lord, the most high. And, um, you know, if it's in his will. So let's go ahead and get into the show. It opens with Meech and T. They back in the, in, they back in the D. 
They're back in the D. They riding loaded. And they in their old school Zuziki Jeep. Riding straight Michigan style. Ready for whatever. Because you know Lamar and ran down on their moms. Luckily that prayer helped. So it goes to the next scene. And Alvin strolls in the house. He fussing at Lamar. Because you know he. <laughs> Listen. He up there puking his shit bag out, which I am tired of seeing this damn shit bag on Lamar. I'm over it myself. Alvin tells him the Flannery boys are back. They strapped and they ready for whatever. So we go into the next scene and we got Meech and T. They get caught up with the crew at the record store and the rest of the crew stroll in talking about some what up though now that's straight michigan slang i'm hearing other people say it because they've been watching this show but that straight michigan uh when y'all do read my book or you know choose to hear it on the audio version y'all gonna hear what up though all in my book because that's straight michigan slang there so anyway they got the crew in there they're getting caught up on what's been going on what's been going on with be mickey and uh, Saki, uh, Lazane's character, he rolls out to drop his son off. But before he leaves, he got to take a piss. So while he out there taking a little leak, the boogeyman strolls up calmly and busts a cap in his ass. And I mean, with, with Saki's character, they didn't give him too many memorable parts um, where he could become a fan favorite. The um, the only thing I, that stands out is when he went to Lamar and gave him that note telling him they had Zoe hostage uh, in season one. Uh, we just knew, you know what I'm saying, that was Lil Zane from the 90s, and you know what I'm saying, he had a few bops back in the day. He, he didn't have a chance to become a character favorite. I wish he would have had more lines, but, you know, he did his thing for the parts that he was provided. So, you know, after that, Detective Brian comes to the crime scene talking shit as usual, talking about, <laughs> talking about I know this nigga ain't seen shit, <laughs> talking about T.I. and then talking about look like your boy took a three piece. I was like, damn, Detective Brian, this nigga just cold blooded. And, you know, the crew was mad and all, but it seemed like Hoop was the one who was only the real mad one out of there because after that, Meech went right back to business like we ain't even lose Saki. So we go into the next scene and Lamar finds himself a new best friend, Blackie the dog. He kills the owner. And this was like an unnecessary kill, but I kind of, by I right now, um, I see what the writers are doing, you know, with Lamar. Sometimes it comes off a bit much in season one. It came off authentic. But season two is like they got him overdoing it. Like he didn't drink some of that super juice that Captain America took in power in the Marvel Universe and shit. I mean, they just making this nigga like the Incredible Hulk. And I mean, I get it. I think he became a fan, a fan favorite and they wanted to keep it going. And then, you know, he, he can't kill Meech and Terry because we know that it's all about them. So he can't get his main targets. We know the real Lamar is still out there alive. And people wanted to see much more of Lamar. But I think him walking around with this shit bag, it's just annoying me at this point. The, 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 the actor himself is doing an amazing job. So I'm not putting anything down. Y'all know that's not how I do my recaps. It's just it comes off a bit much at times by he's supposed to be, you know, got this colostomy bag. 
you know, he ain't even really built up his strength yet, but he taking down motherfuckers like he the Incredible Hawk. But anywho, he killed the owner, kidnapped the dog, and, you know, him and the dog relate to each other because they injured souls and they black and beautiful. Anywho, moving on to the next scene. We got Detective Veronica. She becomes suspicious when she sees Brian getting something from the evidence room and arguing with the cop Smitty in there. So she just kind of looks and peeps it out. Now it goes the that was a small scene. So it just cuts right to be Mickey. He in his bed. He dreaming of Kato laying next to him, rubbing on her stomach to, you know, his unborn baby. And it turns into a nightmare with him getting shot. Um, you know, he has started to love that girl and learning she was pregnant is fucking with his conscience. Now, after that, Meek shows up telling him, you know, he needs to go ahead and get over Kato. Mickey ends up telling him that she was pregnant. Meech don't give a fuck. And B. Mickey's still mad about T um, coming back in the game. And, you know, he can't be number two no more. He want to be number two so bad, but my nigga, you snitching at the same time. B. Mickey is a very complex character. He's not one of my favorites at all. He comes off like a little bitch. But, of course, it's just the writing. Because the uh, if you guys watch the BMF docuseries or even some of the Vlad TV interviews with the real guy who B. Mickey is based off of, he is nothing like this guy. And he didn't snitch or anything like that. But, you know, it's the TV show. When it comes on, I didn't even do my little favorite part. <clears throat> Y'all know how it starts. When it start off, it's saying, the story you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some of the names, characters, businesses, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes. But a lot of this shit may have actually happened. So we know it's very dramatic. And I didn't even read what Terry said at the beginning. He said, when we were looking, um, when we were looking for a loyal, committed crew, that stood for the same principles we stood for to help our elevation and rise back up to the into the lifestyle. Terry Southwest T. Flinnery. So it's just talking about how they formed their crew and you know how they became what they became. So the real B. Mickey, he didn't act like this. But as far as the character, the actor is doing an amazing job. Y'all know I don't put down actors or anything, but it's just his character. He's very complex. He's very emotional, you know. So he wants to be number two, but my nigga, you're not loyal at the same time. But anyway, um, it goes into the next scene. And me, myself, I don't know what's going on with Wanda Bell and her taking Terry's belt out the drawer. But she can feel his heart ain't in it no more in their relationship. And she pretty much knows for sure he's back in the game. So she wants to take family pictures. And with everything that they were showing with Wanda Bell, I'm thinking Wanda is on some voodoo type stuff. But I fucks with Wanda. I like I like Wanda character. So it cuts to the next scene. And Detective Veronica, she questions Brian. She's trying to see why is he arguing with Smitty? in the evidence room she like are you dirty like everybody say you is because she is taking a liking in the bryant but she's still a little cautious because she's new to the team and she's already being partnered with him and has heard so many negative things about him but he keeps it real with her letting her know you know it's a trap for me with um and he was getting two bricks out of there to set him up with his ci so you know she like okay 
I'm kind of tired of losing and taking L's off of the um, BMF crew. So I'm with it. So it cuts to the next scene. And Meech rolls into the little 80s baller spot, Detroit's finest entertainment. We see our boy Jalen Rose. They got him playing himself as, you know, when he was younger, just getting drafted in. And, you know, uh, we get a crew that roll up in there. Um, that's the PU boys with Sterling. And then we got the Six Mile crew. They get in there. They get into it. And, um, they end up, it, a fight breaks out, basically. Meech picks a side. Of course, he picks a side for a greater cause, of course. They get put out, and he gets acquainted with Sterling and his peoples. So, you know, Meech always looking at the bigger picture. So we know he didn't just pick a side for no reason. He ain't just jumping in nothing for a reason. He's sending a bigger cause to connect with them. So we go into the next scene. And while Terry is cutting Charlie's hair, Terry's teacher, Mr. Ryan, stops by to help him. You know, he want to help him get caught up. And we can tell he t he sees a lot. He sees Terry's potential. Terry is very, very smart. And they say he's always been that in real life. He was always the brains. So he sees potential in him. And, you know, he looked out for him a lot in season one. But, you know, after Terry got back from Atlanta and him and Meech talk, and he's talking about he 100% back in, he ain't trying to hear that school stuff no more. Lucille and Charles, they pissed off, but it ain't nothing they can do. Terry done made up his mind, and he liked the song, say, just wish me luck. So it goes to the next scene. And Meech goes over to Monique's house to give her some cash for the kids. And, you know, look out. She warns him about Lamar. She like this nigga breed street shit. You ain't going to be able to just come at him like that. You got to come at him where he least expected. So she goes on to tell him how Lamar got a shit bag. He can't fuck. Meech like, how the hell you know that? <laughs> I like Cash Doll character. Monique, she definitely is one of my favorites. I love Cash Doll in this. So it cuts to the next scene. And my homie Alvin, he come home to his own crib. He got to apologize to Blackie for eating his damn food up. I'm just like, damn, Lamar, <laughs> you might not want to turn on Alvin because that's the only solid one you got. And you up here making him apologize to this damn dog, threatening that you're going to feed him to the dog. Like, goddamn. So it cuts to the next scene. Casanova Charles. <laughs> we we, we, we going to talk about Charles. We going we to talk about Charles. We got... <laughs> We got Casanova Charles. He tells Lucille to put on her best dress because he taking her out. Now, that's that guilty shit right there. Because we know his cheap ass don't like to go out for nothing to spend no money. And what Miss Betty Wright say, sometimes flowers and candy, it ain't about, you know, he just love you. It's about the grip trip from the night before. And that's all Charles is on. Charles is feeling hella guilty. So it cuts to the next scene. And Meech tells T that he got linked up with the crew um, from Sterling Crew, and they're going to take out Lamar. Terry tells him, you know, they're getting caught up. Terry tells him about Nicole's new job, which gives Meech a new idea. You know, Meech, he always, you know, foreshadowing the future. He see the bigger picture. Oh, baby sister working at the salon? Hmm, it puts an idea in his head. So he steps to the owner, 
And, you know, Nikki can already tell what's going on. She just looking, rolling her eyes because she know her brother. He put on his best charm and, you know, he got the owner in his pocket. So it cuts to the next scene. And Brian and Detective, um, Detective Brian and Detective Jen, they follow Terry. I'm loving the music in this series. That's for sure. And we all we hear is, I saw you walking in the rain. And we got Terry picking up Markeisha and her kids. Boom, and put her and the kids out in the rain. So she get in the car talking about, can we go to your house? And all I could think was like, bitch, this nigga's in high school. I mean, I get Terry balling and him and me doing his thing, but let's not forget, sometimes the show goes over people's head. Terry is only like 16, 17 at the time. This dude's still living home with his mama. Misha a little older, but I'm like, you is a whole grown-ass woman with kids, married. He's still in high school. Talking about, can you take, where you gonna go? Sit on the couch next to Lucille? So he take her to the hotel room. They go to the hotel room, they lay on the bed, she tell him about her background, her dreams, which I'm sure he gonna make come true soon, because I told y'all, Markeisha's character is based off a real character, and it was, oh, he was with the older woman who was with the former, uh, I don't know if it was her husband or her baby daddy, he was a big drug dealer in Detroit, they were older, but Terry was with this woman for a long time, so this is, you know, this is true, um, so it cuts to the next scene and Charles and Lucille go out to dinner. Now she tells him she confronted Sister Riley at the church retreat. She praises him for being a, a good faithful man and just tells him, you know, the magazines had her head all messed up. Charles getting her all juiced up off some wine. Like, baby, go and have some more wine. <laughs> Now, to to be to be fair, to be fair, technically, Charles did not lie to Miss Lucille. He assured her, "I'm not having an affair with Sister Riley," but he ain't say shit about Miss Mabel now. <laughs> and one thing, ladies, if y'all listening, most of the women who we think our man is cheating on with. Is is nine times out of ten, it ain't the one we thinking. It's a whole nother bitch. But that's a whole nother story. So let's go to the next scene. Terry brings food um back to the hotel room. You know, he playing stepdaddy. And him and uh Miss Marquisha go to the back room. We get a little downtown action. Terry went downtown for a little bite to eat. And why this is taking place, we got Detective Brian and Detective Jen just watching with the perfect view. They getting turned on, hell, like they about to get their freak on with each other, which I guarantee will happen. They going to end up messing around. Now, um, what threw me off was the next scene after, you know, Lala didn't got her shit off. Well, not Lala, she Lala, but Marquisha didn't got her shit off. She come back out there and she like, um... Terry no what threw me off with that love scene okay y'all know how they've been playing all of the good music from the 80s that song was an up-to-date song that they was playing so that kind of threw me off that wasn't an 80s song but after Marquisha did get her shit off she come out checking Terry like asking him do he got somebody at home and all I could think about yeah he's still kind of with Wanda but at the same time Terry is still a teenager yes he has somebody at home Papa Charles, Mama Lucille, and baby sis Nicole. 
um chick this nigga's in high school you are grown as fuck you know <laughs> but anywho we go into the next scene because she puts his ass out of the hotel he bought for her Lamar goes to see Monique in her aerobics class. Y'all know in the 80s, all the women went to go work out at aerobics classes. So he goes to see her. <laughs> he goes to see Monique just so she can meet Blackie. Child, next scene. Monique got a soft spot for, for Lamar somehow. And and he's just next scene. We Monique met Blackie and she was not impressed. So after that, we get a little scuffle. We got little high top. He run up on Terry from, you know what I'm saying, having getting served up the stepped on weight. You know, his dirt is bad. The, the smokers ain't feeling it. And, you know, they get to fighting. But I ain't going to lie. Little high top dude, he was holding his own. Meech had to jump in and help that shit out. Now, <laughs> let's get to the scene everybody talking about. <laughs> Let me take a sip of this one. Charles, Charles, Charles. <laughs> Charles and Mabel. To be fair, Charles did go over there and he tried to break it off. He wanted to be be right with, with Miss Lucille. But Miss Mabel, Miss Mabel pulled down that goddamn robe. Soon as she touched his back, this nigga got the shaking. I said, damn, I said, Miss Mabel got him. She just touched the back and his, ooh. <laughs> and all I'm going to say is, I, I'm going to let Miss Betty Wright tell y'all because. I had to let Miss Betty tell y'all don't don't blame Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie just a man. Next scene. And, and he had a little longer action that time. He, he threw them legs up, got on. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Okay, moving along. So um Meech and Hoop, they walk out the salon. Uh Meech lets Hoop drive the whip, you know, let him get in the Lexus um after they leave in the salon because now they doing business. Little, little Nicole is not happy about that. She likes, she tell the owner, like, oh, y'all the same. You know, because she just wanted to get away from all that, have her own little space. And now Meechton came, now he brought his business into her new job. So, you know, uh, Hoop and Meech, they kind of have a little, you know, one-on-one because he like, you know, it feel like everybody falling apart. Saki did. Little high top dude mad, you know. And Meech tell him, like, everything going to work itself out. So Terry goes back to the hotel room and Marquisha didn't left him a Dear John letter, but I guarantee y'all they're going to be right back together. We go into the next scene. Brian gets a page. He lies to Detective Jen talking about his Kevin, but of course she ain't buying it, so she follows his ass. And Meech ends up rolling a K-9 spot. He learned K-9 is in trouble with his Colombian connect. But what our what our boy Meech do? He sees the bigger picture. He like, okay, you want to fuck up with the Colombian Connect? 
no, 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 no. He looking at the bigger picture. He don't care how crazy K-9 is. If he got a chance to get that the Colombian connect, it's a wrap. So um, after that, Detective Jen shows up at B. Mickey's to see what's really going on. She learned that he really is the CI, and she's all for it because, you know, they tired of taking L's. They already got in trouble last episode with their boss because they keep getting outwitted by the uh, BMF. So <clears throat> after that, um, Meech proposes the plan to T about stepping into the Colombian connect behind K-9's back. And Terry ain't really with all that. He ain't really with all that. They done got the call that B. Mickey got that um, medical plug back. So he like, let's just go that route. But with the trailer for next week, we know they're going to step to that Colombian dude. So um, after that, the boogeyman strikes again. He takes out the goons from the crew that Meech sent. So I was pretty sure it's going to be uh, blowback for that. Lamar and Blackie for the win because they, you know, Blackie was barking away and Boogeyman Lamar was under the damn uh, truck, and he blasted both of their ass. So we go into the last few scenes. Terry drops drops off Wanda Bell from the photo shoot that he didn't want to be at. We see Mama just sitting there on the couch. She peeping out everything. She like trouble in paradise. She tells Wanda Bell, you know, you know Mama didn't raise no fool. Now me, myself, Shanice, I don't know what Mama and daughter up to. But we got a belt, we got a jacket, we got a chain, and we soon about to have a family photo. All I can think is they about to do some type of voodoo shit on his ass. So we go into the next scene. We get the big setup. B. Mickey strolls in with his wired up hat. And before he can even go on with the plan, Meechin bought this nigga a burial plot for Kato and his mama. So, you know, he ended up getting emotional, and he ends up showing a wire. So, Meech is pissed, but he plays a cool, and they both split off. You know, he gets to yelling at him, of course, but Brian knows something is up. So, by the time he go up in there, they both gone, and they got the product from the evidence room. So, Brian is pissed. It just shows me Mickey going in there to tell his mama goodbye. And when he walk out, nigga got rolled on. Got the bag through over his head, straight kidnap style. I think that's Detective Brian myself, but we'll see. And that was my recap for episode six, Homecoming. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't go anywhere because I am about to play the trailer for next week and I have a sleeper for you guys. Here it is. All right, that's the next episode for next week, episode seven. Uh, everybody know in the whole power universe, the whole green light 50 cent universe, episode seven is always that explosive episode episode seven and eight so i think it's gonna be action we see markeisha is in trouble boom probably to whooped her ass again or it could be detective jen or detective brian to step to her um knowing she's married and using that to try to trap him and then we show that they did get in contact with the Colombian. so we know k9 probably ain't gonna be too happy about that so they're gonna have trouble from k9 and then the two dudes from that pu crew that Lamar killed, they probably gonna have blowback from you know them losing their soldiers from that. So I'm pretty sure 
that episode seven will be explosive and fire. It showed the Flannery brothers in church talking to Pastor Swift, and he's telling them they need to repent repents but remember like Meech say it was all in god's will for them to do what they do so i do have a sleeper for you guys in my joe button style shout out to the motherfucking pie father joe button um let's do some old school 80s ready for the world and don't forget y'all can always follow my playlist i have all of my music playlists exclusively on spotify if you type me in shanice loves you click on that picture profile it'll take you to all of my uh playlists i have every genre r&b uh hip-hop i'm a hip-hop head gospel blues country rock i mean i got every genre because your girl got some long range music ears and bmf they just got me um in that 80s era and you know that michigan you know i'm from michigan michigan breed so i've been just you know vibing out the ready for the world ever since we got that hot sex scene from la la and um and uh what's my man name who played that character i can't think of his real name right now terry terry's character when we got that love scene they was playing that tonight i've been listening to a lot of ready for the world so let's keep it 80s let's keep it bmf let's keep it michigan here's ready for the world love you down
shit right there love you down ready for the world shout out to flint michigan baby that's the type of music that just makes you want to get with your significant other and just slow dance you know what i'm saying (laughs) we got to do another r&b podcast we haven't did our little jam session in a while Uh, we gonna have to get that and i still need to do my marvin gay um and teddy pendergrass episode as well um as always we're going into another week please protect your energy if you have anybody in your life who is the enemy to your energy please dismiss they ass with the quickness it's 2023 we don't have time for bad vibes we got goals to complete we don't have time for distractions life is too short live it to the fullest go after what you want say 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 Write a list of what you want and go after it. Not saying it will be easy. Y'all seen how long I've been working on my book. But, you know, you just, it takes dedication and it takes consistency. And, you know, greatness doesn't come quick, come easy. It doesn't come quick. It doesn't come fast. It takes progress. You just got to trust the process. And what's meant for you, no man can take from you. If you have people who put you down and don't believe in you, you know, sometimes you just need that space where you can get your mind right and go after your dreams. I want to, you know, give a shout out to my dope podcast family. You guys are dope. I love you guys. I thank you for your support. You can always hit me up if you need anything, if you need me to shout out anything you're working on, if you got a recap, or if you just want to say what's up, that's cool too. You know, I appreciate your guys' support. So, you know, go into this week with your heads up high, positive vibes, positive energy, and don't let nobody bring you down. Don't let nobody bring you down. Life is too short, you know. What God has for you, no man can take away from you. So I just wish you all just a beautiful week. And it's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.